0: Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 16th, 2019 here in very chilly Ohio. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the people's champ himself, Matt Baxendale. Bax, uh, just there's been so much talk about like the comings and goings of players and coaches and Ryan Day taking over. There's been a lot of talk about expectations for the 2019 Buckeyes. Uh, I mean, not that expectations really ever changed at Ohio State, but what are your expectations for the 2019 Buckeyes? What are what can fans expect from this team this fall? Well, you hit it on the
1: head, Dave. The expectations don't change. The standard is the standard. Ohio State is expected to win every freaking football game, and especially every game against that school up north. That doesn't change because you have a new head coach, period. So my expectations, honestly, are extraordinarily high, same as they are every year. But I have a lot of hope for optimism. I think we have to go on the assumption that Justin Fields is actually going to be eligible to play this year. Uh, I don't think Tate Martell transfers out. And I don't think I ever think the NCAA is going to want to sit there and defend a kid not being eligible because of a documented racial incident in his old school. Good luck defending that in 2019 as a negative against the kids. So I expect Justin Fields to play this fall. Uh, this team coming back on defense, what is it, like eight seniors or something like that they have coming back? Some nine
0: nine in- starters, yeah.
1: Nine starters, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a very veteran defense. You actually are going to have competent people calling the defense this time around. The linebackers aren't playing defensive tackle. So that alone is going to make them better. Not to mention both your safeties are back. I think Jordan Fuller coming back was a surprise to all of us. He was a kid who before the year had, had hype of being a top three round pick and having him back for a senior year is extraordinarily good. A whole year of him next to Brennan White is great. You've got Okuda and Wade back at corner who we're very excited to see. Um, I I guess our net, but still, there's a lot of help in the secondary, right? There's veteran players. Uh, and they're maybe actually turn their head to the ball this year. You've got a strong defensive line coming back this year. It's the same group that closed out the year, essentially, minus Draymond Jones. Uh, there's a lot of talent on that line. The defense is going to be better, period. And offensively, sure, you're losing some great players in McLaurin. You're, you're losing Dixon. You're losing Campbell. You're losing Mike Weber. Uh, you're, of course, you're losing Dwayne Haskins. Those are very big players, but at the same token. You're bringing back Chris Olave. You're bringing back Ben Victor. You're bringing back that group at wide receiver that KJ Hill coming back is another one that I didn't expect to have happen. Hell yeah. You've got a lot of guys that back is. at skill, right? And guess what? Justin Fields is an extremely high-end quarterback prospect. I remember watching every Georgia game this year thinking, why are they bringing him in? Like he's some kid who can't throw the ball. Like they brought him into like Braxton Miller in 2000 and and 15-style and run-the-ball every play, right? This is a pro quarterback uh, prospect that we're talking about. He was a guy that some people thought was a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence last year. So if you think this offense is going to take any steps back in the Ryan Day era, maybe it takes a tiny step back from the second-highest-scoring team in the country to the 10th or 12th or 15th-highest-scoring team. But you had a real defense, you're going to have a good team. So I, my my expectations for Ohio State are win every damn game. That never changes.
0: Yeah, and definitely win that eighth game uh, straight over Michigan, of course. Um, What concerns you the most about this team? Is it the offensive line? Is it something else? What's the biggest concern when you look at this 2019 squad?
1: You know, I think the the lazy answer is the O-line. Because we're like, well, there's only two guys back. But of the same token, you look at that O-line. And uh, Josh Alabi surprised me. Every time he came in, he was solid. I don't remember the last time we brought a guy off the bench for Ohio State on the offensive line, and he just was straight up good the whole time. That was a lobby this year. Even when he came in earlier in the year, whenever Munford was hurt. Not just the Rose Bowl. He was solid. And there's a lot of talk about Josh Myers. He's one of the highest rated offensive linemen ever to come to Ohio State. A lot of people said he was ready to play this year already. You've got Brandon Bowen hopefully healthy again this year. He's a contributor you're going to plug right back in on this line. There's some pieces there, so I'm not that necessarily concerned about the offensive line. I think we're going to find out in spring who some of these guys are, but you know, what of Nicholas Petit-Ferrer is as good as his recruiting rankings turned out to be, right? He could be a top-end guy. So my big concern, I think, is going to be whether the culture shift is significant enough that it, it messes up with the way that the program is going. And by that, that obviously isn't the best way to put it, but you knew what you were getting with Urban Meyer, right? You knew exactly what was coming with an Urban Meyer football team. We don't yet know what a Ryan Day football team looks like, even though we saw three games of it this fall. That was still Urban's team with Ryan kind of shepherding it. So my biggest concern is just to make sure that the new staff gels, that the players' expectation levels are set correctly. You know, It's, it's a first year with a coach, no matter if it's essentially the same program. You're only bringing back about half the coaches. You've got the same back-end staff. Watching this staff gel and watching Ryan Day as a head coach figure things out, I think is the biggest concern this year. Because while he's certainly the right guy for the job, in my opinion, he's never been head coach before. And, you know, is Ryan Day in a game where his team is down by two with 245 left and two timeouts? How does he handle him? You know, those those little things. So I, I think just how the turnover affects the program concerns me more than any personnel aspects this year, especially considering how veteran this team's going to be on defense.
0: When you look at this team, I mean, what excites you the most? I mean, you you touched on Justin Fields a little bit. So, elaborate on Justin Fields. We're all going to presume he's going to be the starting quarterback and Matthew Baldwin's going to be the backup. I know they really like Matthew Baldwin as well, backs. But, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about Justin Fields and what excites you there and and just what excites you about this team in general this coming season.
1: Well, certainly the, the, the change is exciting. You know, I wrote this in the bucket this past week and uh, I, don't, I don't want to say I'm happy Urban left because I'm not. Urban spectacular. But you have to wonder after the last couple of years on offense with his hiring of Ryan Day, if the offensive game hadn't bypassed them a little bit in college football. Where he was once a revolutionary, he was turning a bit into a CEO and a dinosaur when it came to offensive style. This Ohio State program is going to move right back to the forefront of innovation on the offensive side of the football while staying on the front end of it in terms of personnel, how they handle their players, recruiting. The, the Maradi program is as good as ever. But you have a guy at the helm of the program now who is, if Ryan, uh, this is going to probably seem, you know, hindsight being 2020, Ryan Day was the head coach last year at Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins starts over JT Barrett, plain and simple, right? That's the new modern coaches. And I'm excited to see that mindset translated to the program because as great as Urban was, Urban had certain things that we all came to recognize that, hey, you know, Urban's going to, he's going to run the quarterback up the middle when he's worried. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. We don't know that this year. And that means in many ways, Ohio State is going to be harder to predict, harder to anticipate for opponents. That has me really excited because if there's a program in the country right now that's on the quote, cutting edge of things, so is you. And as we've seen in the past, when you have a program that has a cutting edge schematic advantage, a cutting edge sort of offensive mindset. And is able to recruit these utterly elite athletes, like you see at Ohio State, at Clemson, at Alabama.
0: Those places, you can win the national championship every single year. Not to be confused with a decided schematic advantage, Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame era. Famous <laughs> um, last words. We're always going to have a decided schematic advantage. Uh, you know, except when you play uh, pretty much any team that is not a service academy, and that was back when the service academies weren't very good. Like that was. You know, now the Service Academies, uh, Navy and Army especially, really Army. I mean, Army's really taken over <laughs> the best of the three. But talk about famous last words, Charlie Weiss dropping the, we'll always have a decided schematic advantage over every team we play. No, you, you know won't. what Cheeseburger didn't know about that, Dave? He came in from the NFL
1: to college and didn't realize you only got
0: 20 hours a week
1: to work with these guys instead of 60 hours a week to try to out-scheme everybody for every little thing. <laughs> it totally blew up in his face.
0: It also totally blew up in his face
1: that he thought he was going to have elite athletes at Notre Dame. And uh, that doesn't work that way here in the 2000s anymore.
0: Everybody called him, you know, Charlie Cheeseburger was the big one that caught on. But our, our fearless leader, um, and let's just, I mean, he still to this day is like, I'll, I hope, I don't know if this will embarrass him if he's like listening. He's probably, hopefully, he's too, he's too, like, you know, he's too wealthy and, and just too successful to listen to the Buckner 45. But just in case, <laughs> Mr. Bucknuts is listening to the Bucknuts Morning Five. The wealthiest man in Dayton once coined Charlie Weiss fatty McButter pants. Fatty McButter pants is what he called him. So yeah, that was that was our fearless leader. Man. I like oh, that man. one too, Dave. My you. favorite we, was Charlie. B. You know what you my favorite him. was? What, Mr. B was had a great one, but my favorite one was Charlie Frontbutt. Charlie Frontbutt. <laughs> or two. I I you know I'm I'm partial to fatty McButter pants because, you know, I, it sounds like something like a junior high kid would do, but but uh, Mister Bucknuts did it, and it absolutely worked for him. Hilarious to this day. All right, before I let you go, um, speaking of this day, Ryan Day's new staff—it's uh, finalized now. Uh, when you look at this, um, you know, just the entire staff together. What, what's your uh, what's your grade for this staff, Baxter? So what uh, if you had to give an A, B, C? What, what are you giving this uh, staff that Ryan Day put together?
1: I can't cop out and go with a TBD, right?
0: Right. Um, (laughs) No. No.
1: Um, From what I know today, I'd give it a solid B plus to an A minus. But honestly, I say that because I like a lot of the individual parts of it. But we have no idea what Ryan Day's track record is. Like if Urban hired a coach, you go, oh, wow, he, he must know something we don't. Right? Based on his track record. Ryan Day's never hired coaches before. So a guy like Halfley could turn out to be spectacular. He could see him as a. Another rising star, young guy that he's familiar with that in three years, we're going to go, wow, that was a great hire. You know, look at that NFL stuff he did. Look what he did at Rutgers at the corners. And now, man, what a star he is. You know, or it could blow up in our face, you know. Um, uh, The special teams coordinator thing, a lot of people hated that, hiring Barnes from Maryland. Frankly, I loved it because OSU special teams coordinator under Urban Meyer was Urban Meyer. That's something Ryan Day, A, probably doesn't know how to do. And B, it's probably not worth his time doing it like Urban did. I always wondered why the head coach, Decided to give himself his own position group, so, and I like it. I'll I'll give it. I'll give it a. We'll go with a minus because I'm always the optimist. But there's the element of the unknown here that we're just not sure about. But you know what? I'll be honest. As the people's champ, I'm just going to channel everybody. Billy Davis is gone, so it's an A plus plus. That's all that really matters, right?
0: (laughs) That's right. He's now uh, wreaking havoc for the Arizona Cardinals, who hired a guy that wasn't even successful at Texas Tech as their head coach. Nice work, Arizona Cardinals. All right, great stuff out of the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Really appreciate it, back So You can catch his calling every Sunday. It is the bucket, of course, must-read material. I am Dave Biddle. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in abandon land. Bye.